Welcome to our newest Hearts Unite the Globe hug patrons. Annie Olchek, we sincerely appreciate your support. Thank you for joining our community and making a difference through Patreon. Judy Miller, thank you for being our first Buzzsprout supporter for Bereave But Still Me. Buzzsprout started a new program where you can actually support the podcast of your choice. There are so many ways you can support Hug. All you have to do is visit our website, heartsunitetheglobe.com, to see how you too can help empower, educate, and enrich the lives of individuals in the CHD and bereaved communities. Thank you all for your continued support. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna. I am very excited today to say that we are going to have a fabulous show because we have somebody from the NFL, somebody who has been a professional ball player, but who also has a cardiac condition. And I think this is a first. It's definitely a first for Heart to Heart with Anna, but I think it's a first for us in this cardiac spotlight to have somebody who plays at a professional level. And so I am very happy to introduce Michael Montgomery. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna, Michael. Oh, thank you. Uh, Thank you for having me. I so enjoyed hearing you speak at the Mended Little Hearts conference this year in Houston. Your story was so inspiring, but a lot of my listeners don't know your story. So can you tell us about your cardiac condition? Sure thing. My name is Michael Montgomery. I was fortunate to play uh, professional football, but I almost got halted on my uh, dreams from having a congenital heart disease called the Wolf-Parkinson-White syndrome. It's a heart disease that uh, you're congenital, so it's, it's at birth, and you're born with an extra vessel in your heart that pumps irregularly fast when you're doing competitive activities, and not enough blood is rushing to your head. So the symptoms are shortness of breath, dizziness, lightheadedness, and fainting or sometimes dying because you're not getting enough oxygen in your head. So this happened when I was at my first day at Texas A&M. And fortunately, there was a good medical professional there to aid me once the symptoms occurred and give me the proper medical attention I needed. So even though you had to have played football in high school to be in it in college, you never had any symptoms? I had symptoms, but I just thought it was signs of fatigue. Because like I said, the symptoms from the disease is just like symptoms from not being well conditioned. So I just thought me being out of breath and my heart beating real fast was just, I think it was just my body just saying I need to condition myself better. So I really didn't take the symptoms serious until uh, it was uh, almost too late. Right, till you passed out. And then there was no denying that something was really wrong. Oh, exactly. And so when you first passed out, the trainer was right there. What did they do? They came and uh, monitored me, uh, made sure I was breathing properly, and kind of just gave me a little mouth-to-mouth to make sure the oxygen was in my mouth, kind of just got me back to it mm-hmm. and helped me walk back to the training room. And I don't know, for some reason, I don't remember none of that area, but this is what they're telling me. Uh-huh. And they got me back in the training room, and I kind of just came back conscious inside the training room. Mm. And that's when they told me I had uh, where I passed out in practice. Wow, that must have been really scary for you. Did you go to the hospital right after that? Uh, they talked to me. I went to the hospital like the day after, and I went to go see the heart specialist in Austin where uh, they performed uh, heart surgery. So it was that quick. You passed out within a day, you go to the hospital, and then you had surgery? 
Uh, yes, yes. Wow. And were they able at that point to tell you that it was Wolf Parkinson White? Yes, yes. Uh, they they was able. They had uh, the funny thing is before I had the incident in college, mm-hmm. uh, I did an EKG testing mm-hmm. uh, where they monitored me uh, from running. And my EKG testing at the end, uh, the patterns was wrong. And the uh, my athletic trainer said, uh, your heart is beating funny because they had a heart monitor hooked up as I was running. And, uh, you know, he didn't know what it was, but he knew something was odd. This was before practice. And I was like, hey, can practice, you know, I'm, you know, I'm at A&M. I'm trying to, I'm trying to show everybody I can you know, play football and try right. to make it to the NFL. So, right. so he was like, we're just going to monitor it. We just keep these and just monitor in practice. So uh, uh, later on in that practice, uh, that's when I had uh, the symptom. And he took the scans from my symptoms and, and sent it to the heart specialist. And, you know, he made a quick diagnosis of um, my uh, condition. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it sounds like you got it resolved pretty quickly. What did they have to do as far as a procedure to f- to fix things? Well, they had a heart surgery where I forgot the name. It's a long name, but where they had to cut a hole in my leg and they had to have a surgical wire that goes through um, my leg to my heart right. and uh, burn the extra vessel that was born in my attached to my heart. So you had a cardiac catheterization, and they did what's called a cardiac ablation on you? Yeah, I think it was either cardiac ablation, or they call it like ecologically studies, some long names. An electrophysiology study? Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. Okay. So you had an electrophysiology study, which is what they do when you have arrhythmias. So they could determine where the arrhythmias were, and then the ablation is where they actually burn pathways in your heart to try to prevent those arrhythmias from happening. Does that sound like what you had done? Exactly. Okay. And did they have to do anything else? Uh, they just had to do that and just monitor me because I was very persistent on you know coming back mm-hmm. from this surgery. So uh, they monitored me for a month and a half because it basically just went off how I felt and, right. you know, checkups. So there's a lot of, you know, condition testing and proving that I was okay to come back. So you didn't need an ICD or a pacemaker? Uh, no, ma'am. I That's a blessing. Yeah, it was a blessing. I'm, you know, one of the fortunate ones. And, you know, I feel that there's so many kids that's going out there, going to having the same type of uh, symptoms from their condition and unaware right. of uh, they have anything. And, you know, I was one of the fortunate ones, but there's mm-hmm. others out there similar situation I'm going through Mm -hmm. and not aware until it's too late. Right. You know, in the midst of practice, as I was having my uh, symptoms, you know, my head, you know, I was saying, hey, I need to to get back to practice. You know, my football career is on the line. Tough guy. (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, know, especially football players, we're taught, we're programmed to be tough guys and not complain and just fight through pain. And, you know, through the whole system, you know, I was unaware. I was putting my life at risk. I was the whole time thinking, I was like, I need to push through this. I need to go through it and need to fight through this. But let alone if I knew, you know, I had a condition, I would have just stopped. But I kept trying to push through it. The most common themes that I hear is why. She always needed a lot of attention. She had strokes. Even though it's a natural inclination to withdraw from the CHD community, I think being a part of it helped me be part of the solution. Heart to Heart with Michael. Please join us every Thursday at noon Eastern 
I'm Michael Lieben, and I'll be your host as we talk with people from around the world who have experienced those most difficult moments. Home Tonight Forever by the Baby Blue Sound Collective. I think what I love so much about this CD is that some of the songs were inspired by the patients. Many listeners will understand many of the different songs and what they've been inspired by. Our new album will be available on iTunes, Amazon.com, Spotify. I love the fact that the proceeds from this CD are actually going to help those with congenital heart defects. Enjoy the music. Home Tonight Forever. I'm impressed how, even though you had this condition, and I'm sure it was really scary, and like you said, all of a sudden you realized, oh my gosh, this condition could be a death sentence if I don't act on it right away, which you did. You were very smart to act on it right away. But then you said, you know what? I'm not done yet. And you went right back to A&M and reconditioned yourself. So you are probably already in tip-top form. Otherwise, you wouldn't have been recruited by a and mm-hmm. How long did it take you to be able to get back on the field with the other guys? It took me like a month and a half. Wow, that's quick. That's really quick. Yeah, I, had, uh, I missed uh, the rest of training camp and at least two games. Yeah, I was, you know, already, I was in really good condition because, you know, I've been working out all the time. So once I got that out, you know, I just had to simply prove that I was okay. Right, And uh, right. do, you know, a lot of condi- conditioning, testing, and monitoring. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you had the optimal outcome. But what I really love about your story, Michael, is that not only are you an inspiration with your own story, but now you've started a nonprofit. So can you tell us about your nonprofit? Uh, yes. Uh, my nonprofit is called Heartbeat Away Foundation, and uh, we conduct heart screens for the youth. So in a uh, age bracket where teens, early teens, you know, those are really accessible to show. So we perform our heart screens for the youth to check for any defects or diseases. Our motto is you find out if you need help. So the faster you can get it, the faster you can learn how to treat it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so is this only something that's local? Is this international, national? This is something I did local on my own, but I partnered up with a couple of the foundations. So if anybody needs information or on how to get, get something or get aware that I partnered up with a couple of foundations who does it worldwide. Uh, people like SafeBeat Foundation. American Heart Associations, they uh, also have good researchers. So I partnered up with a couple people that does all over the world. That's wonderful. That's absolutely wonderful because we know that this defect doesn't discriminate. It's It can happen to Americans. It can happen to Brits. It can happen to Australians. It can happen anywhere in the world because it's just something that you're born with. Like you said, it's, it's something that just happens a certain percentage of the time. And it can be really, really scary if it isn't detected early enough, like what you were lucky enough to have done, where you can get some treatment. So do you have pretty much a definitive treatment or is this something that for the rest of your life you'll be seeing a cardiologist once every six months or once a year how does that work uh i uh just see do a daily checkups just to make sure my, my heart is still ticking properly so it's nothing where i have to nothing too serious or insinuating but i still have to do you know daily checkups but even though i'm still not you know on a competitive level like i used to be it's not very prone for it to come back 
because I'm not actively pushing my body like that anymore. So right. I'm, uh, I'm less likely to have those symptoms anymore. So when I was playing, I probably might go and get checked you know, once a month or something like that. But you know, since I'm not playing that much, I'm really not, not prone. Okay. Well, it's good that you're not prone. But so what do you mean by daily checkups? Do you have some kind of device that checks your heart for you? Well, I just go to like a heart specialist, a heart doctor that just, you know, monitors my heartbeat, my heart rhythm, uh, maybe to, you know, do a little running on the bike to see how it beats. Because he said, the, I remember he did say if uh, one vessel was gone, you know, another one might mess up because he's used to having that other one there. So he did say something about uh, it might affect the other ones. He just, mm. just monitored me as I walk on the bike and monitored my heart with an EKG test hooked up to my chest. So you have a stress test, but you don't have yes, this every day. You have it like maybe once a year, right? Yeah, yeah, like once a year, like when I was playing ball in mm-hmm. okay. off season, just to make sure I was okay. Right. Now, we know that this is congenital. Is it also hereditary? Uh, I don't know. When I talk to my folks about it, they haven't dead and they haven't heard nobody else have something like this. So far, they, they told me I'm the only one that had it. Mm-hmm. Do you have children? No, no children. No children yet. Okay. So you don't have to worry about getting them tested because you don't have any. Nobody else in your family has had any of these kind of symptoms? Is anyone else in your family a professional ball player like you were? No, my mom was a professional basketball player, but she never had it. You know, I asked both family, and they always just told me I was the only one. Yeah, yeah. I was the only one, and I guess hopefully my story can make sure they all get tested and, and make them aware. Or make the kids aware. Right. I think what's so terrifying, and during your keynote address with the Mended Little Hearts Conference, you put up there some clippings from newspapers where teenagers or elementary school kids, even or middle school kids, would collapse on the playing field and then come to find out they had Wolf Parkinson White. And that's just so scary. So I love the fact that you started this nonprofit to do screenings and that hopefully we can catch some of these kids before they have an episode that would be fatal. Exactly. My words, exactly. And and how many years have you had this nonprofit going? Uh, it's about only been a year. It's only been a year, a four, well, a four year. It's only been a four year. Wow. We have uh, just been working with, I did one on my own, and I kind of worked with Beat where they, we went to a couple of high schools and performed uh, heart screens for kids at, at local schools. So. I bet it really made the kids feel good to see somebody like you coming in and saying, this is important. It's, it's actually better coming from someone like you than someone like me who's a mom. Because <laughs> kids are going to think, oh, moms, you know, they all worry for nothing. But you can come in and say, you know, I thought that these symptoms were just part of being an athlete. I thought that wasn't that important for me to pay attention to them because I thought everybody was going through those symptoms. But I'm here to tell you that it's important to pay attention to your body and for us to do these screenings. It's so powerful coming from you. Have you had kids come up to you and tell you what a difference these screenings have made for them? Yes, making them feel safe mm-hmm. to compete because a lot of times any other kid when you're super excited you know and heart is pumping and you're very competitive you know that's the last thing you're thinking about if you have you know a heart disease so this gives a lot of kids a safe and belief that uh, they're free and what symptoms they're feeling are just excitement from the game mm. it gives a lot of kids and a lot of parents safe uh, for their children
I just love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. Before we leave, can you tell me what does it mean to you to be an athlete, especially an athlete who has a cardiac condition? It meant I want to always set an example. Regardless of what you're going through, regardless of what happens to you, that you can overcome them and still accomplish your goals. So anybody that's out there that contracted a disease or something doesn't mean that life is over. It's just you got to find another way to be successful. So if you're a kid and you, you got contracted a heart disease or heart complication, life is not over. Keep pushing forward to accomplish your goals. You can still go out and be be a doctor. You can be a lawyer. Uh, you can still go out and and live a normal life. Just make sure you do the proper things the doctor tell you for treatment and go out and accomplish goals. I love it. I love it. And you could even be an NFL football player. Ah, even better. I love it. <laughs> oh, I just have loved having you on this show, Michael. Thanks so much for coming on Heart to Heart with Anna. Thank you so much. And hey, if anybody want to follow me, you can follow me. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. You know, I am 96GB. And or you can, if anybody want to reach me, my website, themichaelmontgomery.com. Perfect. Perfect. And if they're interested in your nonprofit, do you have a website for that? Yes, yes. It's, uh, my nonprofit is linked to my website. Oh, perfect. Okay, so themichaelmontgomery.com, and then you can find out more about his nonprofit organization. Friends, I hope you've enjoyed this interview as much as I have. Thanks for listening today. Please come back next week, and we'll be featuring another cardiac athlete. And until then, my friends, remember, you are not alone. Heart to Heart with Anna is a presentation of Hearts Unite the Globe and is part of the Hug Podcast Network. Hearts Unite the Globe is a nonprofit organization devoted to providing resources to the congenital heart defect community to uplift, empower, and enrich the lives of our community members. If you would like access to free resources pertaining to the CHD community, please visit our website at www.congenitalheartdefects.com for information about CHD, the hospitals that treat children with CHD, summer camps for CHD survivors, and much, much more. Thank you again for joining us this week. We hope you have been inspired and empowered to become an advocate for the congenital heart defect community. Heart to Heart with Anna, with your host Anna Jaworski, can be heard every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Time.